Today's podcast was recorded at the 2022 Green Industry Hype House in Tampa, Florida. This year's Hype House is sponsored by the Hardscape Academy and the Entrepreneur Academy. Caleb and Brittany Allman invite you to visit the hardscapeacademy.com where you'll find on-demand video courses and workshops. It's educational training to help you optimize your time, resources, and make more money. LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com, started by Brian and Liz Fullerton, is dedicated to giving lawn care professionals all of the content and resources needed to reach more customers, grow your business, and be more successful. Enjoy today's podcast and remember to check out both the Hardscape Academy and the Entrepreneur Academy. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Nailer Taliaferro, and live at Hype House 2022, brought to you by the Entrepreneur Academy and Hardscape Academy, I have special guest, John Pajak. Hey, how you doing, how's, Nailer? How's it going? And Paul Jameson. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on today's episode, I wanted to focus on... Pajak's program. John, what is it called? Budgets? We got budgets, break-evens, and bottom lines. It's bottom a workshop. Workshop. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, and um, tell us a little bit about that. You, you haven't been on this podcast talking about that yet. I know you've been on some other podcasts. You've been working with Paul, and we'll get into that in a minute. But what, what, tell us a little bit about that program, the workshop. Yeah, the, the workshop, it's, a, it's basically a one-on-one for business owners, and it helps them. I help them build budgets so they could provide uh, profitable price points for their services. And really what it does is it, it, it's individualized, so it goes through all of your numbers. So the three of us here, although we run businesses which are in the same field, your needs are different than my needs, which are different from Paul's needs. And just going through all those numbers, we break everything down, find out what your break-even point is, that way you know what it costs you every time you go out. You Just to turn the lights on every day, every time the crew takes off in a truck, you know what your break-even point is. And from there, then you can go ahead and mark your prices up so that you, you, you could attain a predictable profit for yourself. So if you're operating at a you know 20% or a 40% or even a 50% margin, uh, you will, you could predict that by knowing your numbers. We always talk about it, and Paul, I know you could attest to it. You, everybody says, know your numbers. Well, guess what? I'm the guy you go to to figure out what your Those numbers, numbers are. are. Yeah, and I know you've helped Paul in the past, like years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, our, some of our, our mastermind groups and getting together, and and another. This is another reason why I wanted you guys all on this podcast, because there's a relationship there. Not only are we all friends mm-hmm. and we've been friends for a while, but you've also, you know, helped Paul with his numbers back in the day. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, and, and I know Paul's talked about that before. Right. T- tell us about that. Give us a testimony. Yeah, it was like a one two punch, because for probably like 
18 months paychecks, like, yeah, I'll do budget break, you're going to buy it online, blah, blah, blah. And I was burning the candle at both ends. So John just kind of, hey, whenever you got time, just, you know, it wasn't forceful, but hey, I can help you, you know. And uh, finally, we did it one night. I remember exactly the room I was in, and, he, you know, he's asking me, so how much did you spend last year on two, uh, two cycle oil, 50 to one mix? How much did you spend on your edger blades? He started asking me, you know, you think about, well, how much did I pay for a lawnmower or whatever? But it was all these. Uh, death by a thousand cuts or whatever the saying is all, all yeah. these little things right. ankle biters and then simultaneously to when john helped me out i went to a class at the university of georgia and they went through all of the stuff as well and it was kind of like a wake-up call like wow it, and then it costing a lot more so then i remember when john's like okay if you want to go a two-man crew per hour you need to be making this and about Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, cause I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not anywhere there. And then he's like, and, and uh, I had Josh and Robbie back then. He's like, if you want a three man crew, you need to be up here per hour. And I was like, yeah. wow, because I, I knew approximately what I was making per hour. And so it was, it was eye opening. And, and I appreciate John being thorough with it because it was it was annoying. He's like, all right, what about this, 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 yeah. this, 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 this? Because you you really have to add it up all up. And so uh, that was years ago. And I was like, that's so helpful. And then at the Green Industry Podcast, people started asking me basically what I went through with you. And I just was like, honest, I was like, you know what? John would help you better than me because I would, all I would do is reciprocate what you did for me. But I might miss something and, you know, folks are have a lot of responsibility on the line. So I've just been saying, hey, call John, call John. And then I put you on the website. And yep. lots of folks have been going through budgets, break even the bottom lines. And if you actually go to greenstreetpodcast.com and read the testimonials, you'll see men and, well, men so far, but fo- folks from all over the country, different states, and the very, very positive reviews you're getting, John. So I appreciate how much people you're helping uh, really fine-tune their numbers. And I am incredibly grateful to you for you know, just offering me that opportunity to help you with your voice, just to be able to get out to people and they could turn to somebody that could help them. And then I get a, a lot of joy helping people. Yeah. So. And even back in the day when, you know, we'd be chatting amongst each other and it'd be a simple question. Like we'd ask, Hey, what do you think about this? And next thing you know, Payjack whips out a whiteboard and he's got, Oh, well, in scenario one, <laughs> scenario two, scenario three. And it's like, you know, it could have been a one sentence answer and Payjack goes all, you're just uh, wired, uh, John, to really uh, take uh, initiative into the details. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's really cool because a lot of other folks, they just like doing the job and making it look good and, and, and don't want to worry and think about that stuff. But at some point you got to face the numbers because they tell the truth. Exactly. You can't, you can't lie. You, uh, there's a perfect example of when you have a, a company that thinks they're doing well. And they're like, okay, yeah, you know, we're charging this. We've got a three-man crew going. Yeah, we're profitable, but they're not keeping – they're not uh, watching their numbers. They're, they might be hitting all those break-even points, but they're still – like, they're not getting any traction. They're just sitting in one place. That's because they were just looking at what it cost them and then what they needed to charge for that part. When I do budgets, break-evens, and bottom lines, no matter where you are at, I plan. I will help you plan for the next step. So let's just let's just say you're a guy that's just starting out, and you're, you know, you got like a mower and everything, and you have a super basic setup. You're not going to charge before that setup. You're going to charge for the next step up. And I've helped people that have, they've had multi-million dollar companies go through that because they were kind of 
they didn't have the right management in place. So they kind of just went to me as a filler. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. You need a project manager. You need a, you know, there's going to be a point where they hit uh, non-direct labor where you're going to have office people and things like that. And guys don't think about that, you know, especially if they're really on a hot track and they figured, you know, they have lightning in a bottle and they start growing pretty soon. They, the business outgrows their capacity and they're not ready for it. And it's like, look, if you would have planned for this, you could have adapted and been able to make the changes you needed. Yeah. When John, when you say plan for this, Mm -hmm. I know some folks that are in the national football league Mm -hmm. and what happens statistically, these guys in the NBA and the NFL, they make a whole bunch of money in a short amount of time. Right. And then, like, I don't know what it is, like 80% of them, they blow it all. Yeah. Literally. I don't know if you ever remember this name. Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, yeah. The guy was my neighbor in my apartment complex. A true story. That's crazy. A true story. Okay. <laughs> he made all this money and blew $200 it all, huh? million. Dollars. Wow. And I'm just chilling at the pool. I mean, literally. Guys, I... Yeah. I promised you before the Lord, Alan Iverson lived in my apartment complex. It's not all over in, the news. In, in Atlanta. He, in Atlanta. Yeah. He spent 200, I mean, you know, $200 million is gone. Because he didn't a plan. regular person now. Yeah, because yeah. he, when, when everything, I mean, you know, seven, eight, sure. nine, ten million $10 million a year, staying in all these fancy hotels, and he's just living large. He wasn't thinking ahead, and he blew all his money. Mm-hmm. And here it is, you know, living, <laughs> in, living in an apartment in Atlanta. Yeah, man. So, what happens, I was just talking to Blake Albertson about this in the spring rush. Everything's kind of like an NFL player in the sweet spot. Oh, man, everything. Yeah. You're just, and you're not calculating well, all of my overhead. I still have to pay my vehicle insurance and my storage unit insurance in January when everything kind of slows down. And so planning ahead is something that I think we can get caught up in the moment and think, oh, everything will work out. Exactly. Especially for us guys like that are up north. Our seasons are very short compared to other people's seasons. They have to diversify whether they're they're going to do something else in the winter, whether it be snow or they might just close up shop and then go get a job or something and then come back in the spring. Um, but, you know, we have to traditionally we have to make all our money in eight months where some other parts of the country you could work year round. Uh, so it's important. to That's, you know, when you look at different that's why it's unique to everybody. Right. There's not a one-stop shop for everybody, right? No, it's not real. It's it's you could get ballpark, but you're not really going to be uh geared for growth in for just your company in that sense. And the, the crazy thing about all this, John and Paul is that and I know you kind of alluded to this slightly, but I've also heard you say this in the past. Like we all see the big operations, the big setups, mm-hmm. the big companies, and they could be in debt up to their eyeballs and have no idea. Right. They they may either not know their numbers or just not care, and they're overspending because they're hoping for this or that, or they want that big account or whatever, or they're just mismanaging. And, and how many times have we seen companies go out of business? And I mean, yes, there's some legitimate issues like you know environment and labor crisis, and they just they just are just spent and they don't want to deal with it anymore. And then there's just the people that just piss poor planning, right? Right. And and they just didn't even know what the heck to do. And they're just, they think they're living the dream with all these expensive rigs and they got all these accounts and their revenue might be millions of dollars. I mean, even Corey Ballard, Perfect Cut, admitted, admitted one time many years ago, admitted recently about many years ago when they were like, they were 
in debt or something. Like they right. didn't even make a profit one year. They're making millions of dollars. One of the top companies in the industry. Exactly. It's like if you, you make don't... ten million, <laughs> you spend ten million. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's no. There's nothing left. Like that's that's not a healthy bottom line. You need that healthy bottom line. So you can't always get persuaded or confused. Oh, why? What? What are they doing that I'm not doing? Well, you might be more profitable than some of these guys. Exactly. Alan Hain was actually just complimenting John because John was telling him about his business and how you kind of build it. And he's like, well, what you guys going on, you're, you have more peace of mind than a lot of these guys with big companies. And Jason Creel's the same way. He's, he's making a profit. He's got a, a life balance. Mm-hmm. So you don't yeah. always have to be bigger and better. Not right. that it's wrong to get bigger, but right. it, 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 I agree. It depends on your what your goals are. Some guys shoot for the moon. Or, you know, they'll go past that. They're they're way beyond. But then there's guys that just, I want it, they want to stay smaller so that they can control everything a little bit more. Yeah. Sometimes, it, you know, sometimes right. you get in your own way doing that. But at the same time, if that's what you want, then do that. Right. But I don't know if it was last night's live stream that someone asked this or someone else, maybe Jason Creel or something on, on, on his video. Someone asked me or said something about when should you be profitable or when, when can you yeah, be something, yeah. right? And yeah, I, I, you should be profitable immediately. 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 From day one, you should make sure you know your numbers and be profitable. <laughs> like that should always be your goal. It actually gets more challenging the bigger you get, the more overhead, the more all this stuff. But if you ingrain your these habits and reinforce mm-hmm. a system right from from day one or as quickly as possible. I mean, I, I wasn't, you know, hundred percent profitable, right? I mean, most of us kind of like scramble and stumble when we first start out, but the quicker you learn how to, you know, find the right, get your pricing right, know your numbers with all of your expenses is all part of getting your pricing right. Find the ideal customers, the right setup for those customers, getting tight routes, you know, all that stuff is the sooner you get all that together, the more profitable you, the, the faster the you'll be faster profitable, you, you know, profitable, the faster you become profitable, it opens the door for you to like it's like laying pavers instead of like okay we're going to screed this this pad out and then we're gonna you know throw the pavers down as we go but oh wait we're not done screening the pad right so oh wait we put some <laughs> pavers down and now we're screening over no that doesn't make sense you're you gotta kind of yeah, I, I don't think you should grow or expand until you're actually profitable. A lot of people, I think Caleb Allman used to say this back in his mm-hmm. good contractor days. He thought sales, sales, sales would cure all. But if you're not profitable, it doesn't matter how much top line revenue you have. Like Paul said, you spend yeah. ten, you, you make ten million, you spend ten million. You Wait, didn't accomplish anything. You have more stress. Yeah, so you got to really, you got to get your stuff straight. And uh, John, I wanted to ask you how how did you um. How did this become a passion of yours? Like, what is your experience with all this that, that got you to this point of understanding? It, it's partially, like, I didn't really set out to truly do this in, in a way, but I have always been, I used to teach. I taught, okay. I taught at Everest College, good background. which was, uh, it, it was a different field, but I always, I taught. Right. And I seem to have a good rapport with people. I try to make everybody feel comfortable. Right. And then when you're talking to me, it's, I don't, anybody that's been through my courses, I think they don't see me as intimidating. They see me as an equal. Yeah. And like, Hey man, how do I fix this? Yeah. And then I find, I always get joy from helping others solve problems that I've been through. And a lot of that is really because I had to solve this problem for myself. I mean, I've been budget, I've been, budgeting things forever <laughs> I mean, and, really and, and that's what i mean so that's the other aspect did yeah it was all self-taught or did you have any yeah. kind of like you just realized how important it was a mm-hmm. long time ago i had 
I had influences. I, you know, like growing up, we didn't have a lot of money in things, and we made things work. Yeah. So it was like, look, we have a we have a roof over our head. We have food on the table. We might not have the nicest shoes, but we but at you least have, have them. Have shoes. We right. have shoes. We're yeah. not. We don't have holes in our boots to right. stomp through the uh, snow. But uh, you know, as I grew, as I got older, and um, was able to self-sustain myself and, and mm-hmm. figure all these things out. I also had influences like, you know, Dave Ramsey, who's a big influence in my life. It's very, you know, when you think about it, it's very common sense, but until you like actually sit down and do it, you're like, Oh yeah, this actually is common sense, <laughs> but nobody, it's not always a prevalent. Right. It's common sense to you, which makes it easier for you to teach mm-hmm. and help everybody. That's not common sense. To right. You. But uh, essentially it's, it's just been, I am, I've always been a problem solver and I realized that, you know, besides solving my own problems, helping others solve their problem is motivating and exciting. And and I get joy when they can call me like two, three months down the road and say, things are, things are turning around, man. This is awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You know? Well, I think so. I think you and uh, just to segue off of that, I think you and Paul are having a great uh, you have a great partnership brewing here with the mm-hmm. Green Industry Podcast and and, and your uh, workshop. What can you tell us? Give us a little tease of what you guys are, are coming in the future and what's working, right? Or what you're working on? I know there's some big things, right, coming up. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. With the Green Industry Podcast, one of my goals was to kind of feature the best of the best of the best in our industry. So when I started out, I didn't have YouTube even yet. And I surely didn't have podcasting. None none of this stuff was out. And so I made all these rookie mistakes before I found the lawn care rookie on YouTube. Like my first two or three years were comical of of how many mistakes that I made. And so I wanted to create a website, greenstreetpodcast.com, where I feature, you know, the, the best uh, trainings and, and products and everything out there so that someone who's just starting out can kind of go through and get trained up, get the resources that they need to take their business to the next level. So years ago, I started when I started my podcast in 2018, I started saying, well, you need to raise your prices. Like every single year before the season starts, raise your prices, raise your prices. I'm telling you, I was the only one saying this. Maybe someone else was, but I if you go back and listen, I was shouting this from the rooftops because that's what Rich, you know, yeah. my mentor was te- was telling me like, hey, we raise our rate prices every single year. Right. He worked for a company that did $16 million. So I started saying this on the podcast where people were like, well, how, how do you do it? What do you say? So I, you know, maybe seven or 10 people, I'm like, well, you know, just tell them this is the reason why and mm-hmm. keep it simple. And, and then finally, I was like, I'll just, I'll just email you what I say, you know? And then I was like, you know what? This is, I was talking to Alan about this. When you get a lot of messages, it's easier just to streamline. So I actually put my price increase later on greenstreetpodcast.com. And I, I was like, maybe I'll sell like five of them. I don't know. Mm. So I put it up there. These things sell like hotcakes. I mean, people from all over the world, it's like countries. I, you know, I didn't even know ever heard right. of. <laughs> They're buying the price increase letter. So I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. So then it's like, well, 
what what else can I help you? And, and the the feedback you get, say, thanks so much. You know, I sent it out other than Lamont Hairston. Everyone had a positive experience. Someone's like, <laughs> they, they I called him. He's like, were you drunk when you oh, wrote this? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Were you drunk when you wrote this? What are you doing? I want more money, Lamont. Were you oh, drunk? Oh, man. Well, other that's not that, his fault. That's the customer. You know, you got some special customers out there. You, you know, the, the, the letter probably did its job. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so he then, was probably drunk reading it. Yeah. So then another, <laughs> Alan Haynes, so smart, man. He sat right here and he was here actually. Mm-hmm. Like Payjack and I, he's like, you just, you, you listen to what the customer wants. So then I started getting asking about marketing. And so Dr. Frank Holloman, uh, who's been on my show before, Dr. Frank, he's built an outrageously successful business in the medical field, all because he knew how to market. And so I actually did an e-training with him on marketing. And so then it's like, people started asking me about budgets, break evens, and bottom line. So I was like, well, who's the premier guy about, they didn't say, tell me budgets, break bees and blah, blah. Right, they were right, like, right. Hey man, you no, say on your numbers. podcast all yeah. the time, know your numbers. Like that's a cool saying, but like, what does that actually mean? And yeah. I was like, do you have four hours? <laughs> you <laughs> right, know what right. I mean? Cause like yeah. people think you're going to DM them back. Like, yeah, $60 per minute. Yeah. Like they just, well, just tell me, just tell me. Yeah. But you need to know how you get there. Yeah. So that you I'm can like, progress you, dude, just life. tell me, is it $55 per hour or 60 or 65? Just tell me. I'm like, yeah. I like, and I'll, I'll say, I'm not going to tell you cause you don't, under, you don't get it. Like, right. and after you go through four hours, you're like, Oh, Oh, oh yeah. I, right. I, so, so anyway, I featured Payjack and I knew he was the best. I personally went through him. So I featured him on the website. And hey, thanks so much, Paul. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Everyone that went through it. And I was like, wow, this is really good. So from there, I had 18 modules on my website of how to start a lawn care business and grow it, how to know your numbers. I had 18 modules on my website that were all me. And I was like, you know what? If I'm really going to make the best product to help somebody go from A to Z, what if I brought in another mind and collectively, you know, I've been in this industry over 10 years, Mm -hmm. not just in the field, mo edge, trim, blow, but talking to y'all smart folks over 600 episodes. So I was like, Pay Jack, here's my idea. I'm going to reshoot the 18 modules. I don't know the exact number is going to turn out to be, but I was like, if we just locked ourselves in a studio for two, three days, could, could you give me your best? I'll give my best and think about how many people this will help who can actually do, get, get a strong foundation and do things the right way. And so you didn't even blink. You're like, let's do it. Yeah. It was and, um, no brainer. So by the time this comes out, the, the training will be available on greenstreetpodcast.com, but um, we're actually going to be filming it here in a, this right. weekend. And so I'm really excited um, that you're going to bring, you, you know, your experience in this industry and it's going to help so many people. And just imagine if I would have went through it in 2011, how much, I mean, I don't want to exaggerate, but probably hundreds of thousands of dollars of a difference when you calculate what I left on the table compared to if you would have just came out of the gate and did everything right. right it's a lot of money that it, it pays. And like, there's some really good college programs, universities in Georgia, phenomenal programs, but you have to go every Tuesday night from six to nine and you got to pay thousands of dollars. And they're great programs. I have friends that are, I'm not saying, I don't want to say anything mm-hmm. negative. They're, they're excellent programs. But once you get RE training, you can actually just it's sit in your couch and you can watch it all in one day or watch it over a week at your leisure. And it's a fraction of the price and of what some of the universities charge. It. Yeah. It's not like it's a one-time play. You can rewind something until you figure, you know, we're going to lay it out for you. But, you know, there's going to be checklists of things that you want to go over. Yeah. And uh, last thing I want to say, the inspiration for this, because you mentioned Dave Ramsey. He said when he was helping 
people get out of debt, they're like, well, what, what, what do I do? Do I, do I make my emergency fund purse first, my rainy day fund, or do I pay off the debt? Or do I do, right. I do the college fund? And they, ask, they started asking me all these questions. He's like, you know what? I'm going to put things in order. He calls them the baby steps. Mm-hmm. Do this first, then do this second, then do this third, then do this fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. And then if you go through and do all those, you'll be a millionaire over time. And so he made the plan so simple. And so it's like, I wanted to put something together. It's like, okay, here's A, B, C, D, you know, do them all and build the right foundation. And so I'm just thankful, Payjack, that you're bringing your heart of a teacher mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be really fun. So it's going to help a lot of people. So the whole time I'm making it, I'm thinking of broke, busted, and disgusted Paul. Like that's who I'm, Alan said he, he teaches at eighth grade level. Mm-hmm. I want it to be, it'll be deep stuff, but I want it to be, Oh, it, anyone just getting started can go through it and feel like I'm about to take, I'm about to take it on. Right. And here's the beauty about this new product. This it's technical. It's going to be called the technical guide to operating a successful lawn care business. I know it's a long title, but it's not only going to be directed for the guys that are just starting out. It's also going to be for business owners that have been in business for years that they may have been mm-hmm. the, you know, the broke. Yeah. You get the kick out of that. Yeah. One. I, I, so, I had to, the question wasn't if I was going to say it on his podcast, sure. how many times? I'll get you to that number, whatever it needs to be. But anyway, <laughs> so you win the bet, but uh, you know, you, you, it's a guy that's been spinning his wheels and it's like, maybe if you revisit and work on your business again, instead of being in the field, or if you have off season, you can revisit it and follow these things through. Maybe you miss something that is going to be that, that missing link that you needed to get to the next level. And uh, I'm really excited to get this into the world because I really feel it's going to be valuable. Like I said, not only to the guy just starting out, but I really think the, like the middle group, like the guys that are in the center are still going to get a lot of value out of this. So uh, yeah. it's, it's not just, oh, you got, you know, if the guy, if anybody's listening to this, that's like in the middle somewhere, don't blow this off and think, oh yeah, this is just for beginners. This is going to be impactful to a wide variety of people. Yeah. Well, and there's different levels of your business and you, you, you know, of businesses of business in mm-hmm. general. So, I mean, it's not like you learn it once and you're done. I mean, obviously you start those habits and those, those best practices, but as you change or your business evolves, you grow, whatever, there's going to be additional things that you have to consider. And, and, and so there's advanced levels, you exactly. know, to, to do all this stuff. So uh, I'm excited to see all the good stuff come out. Guys, stay tuned to the green podcast.com to check out all the new stuff. But before you guys go, can't yeah, go without buddy. taking a card <laughs> from the old pod. Are you going to shuffle it? Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> uh, it's crispy, right? Uh, I got those skills, man. I can't believe you're this, doing it on that table. This is bringing out my blackjack addiction. <laughs> <laughs> There's a casino uh, up in Cleveland, Ohio, man. That place got my money. Thank you. Oh, he's got to pick his own card. Oh, 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 come on, Rook. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't man. want you to get upset, you know. I gave him the good one. These are actually pretty good. Oh, hey. Yeah. Man, I don't even know. Yeah, the I took out the bad this. ones for you, Thank Paul. You. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you being haunted at night oh. after the last time. <laughs> I speak life over oh. myself. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What what'd you get, John? I got what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I Oh man, that's hard. 
I've been given a lot of good advice and a lot of bad advice in my life. I mean, and it's hard to. Uh, well, what's the first thing I, you that know comes what? to mind? Is always be true to yourself. I know that sounds pretty canned and corny, but if you get a gut feeling about something, follow your gut. You know, a perfect example. I know this is weird, but this applies to this trip we're on right now. We made arrangements for, to come here like two months ago. My flight, I was supposed to be here Wednesday. But for some reason, I kept thinking, I got to be there Tuesday night. Well, if I would have went Wednesday, I would have been snowed in in Chicago. Because we got like a foot of snow. I think uh, my wife said there's like 16 inches right now. So you wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it. Because uh, flights are getting canceled. From, yeah, I heard from the, that on Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Right? Wednesday morning, they were saying there was going to be a lot of wacky weather going on. So if but, I had not... Listen to my gut. Yep. I would have been stranded, and I wouldn't be here right now, yeah. enjoying my my friends. And yeah, your gut, aka intuition, aka your inner self, whatever. That's the you know. So listen to your powerful. gut. The best advice I've ever I could give or have been given is listen, listen to your gut. gut. Gotcha. Good, good stuff, Paul. This is got? a good one, Rick. Good job with your uh, <laughs> vetting process today. <laughs> you have one hundred thousand dollars. Ooh. You have to donate or create a charity. What do you do? I think Geek to Freak got that question. He was like, hmm. He should have been. You have (laughs) one million million dollars. (laughs) (laughs) I figured it was a good question for him because it should be easy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like, well, I have $100,000. Yeah. um, (laughs) A lot more than that. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh. You have one hundred thousand dollars. I like your uh, video with your daughter. You have the AOL. Startup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was cute. You have mail. Um, you know, I think giving to the poor is super important. So there's a a ministry in Zimbabwe that I like to to give to. That's got a good foundation because a lot of these crooks out there, they'll you, you give the money to the organization and then there's I have like. 13% administration fees. Yeah. I'm not going to name names. Right. There's one company once that they like, we're like, Hey, you know, they, I used to work at a Christian radio station in Atlanta. And I, I had a, believe it or not, before the green street podcast, I had like another life. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so they were trying to pull me in to use my credibility to help people donate to their ministry. And I was hanging out with these guys and they're like living high on the hog asking people to give money to their ministry. I was like, Oh, it's just like, like another scam out there. Yeah. You know? I was like, so people donate and they get like, 13% or whatever. People, so anyway, yeah. there's a precious uh, widow from the church I go to that's like boots on the ground in Zimbabwe. Like it's got family, real, you know, the real deal. So when yeah. I give the money there, I know it's actually going to, you know, buy someone a bike or build like a little uh, orphanage thing. And like, mm-hmm. so anyway, that would be so cool. Right now, my contributions are like a hundred dollars, you know what I mean? But <laughs> right, it's what yeah. I can do. Right. And I think giving to the poor is, is very important, but to give them a hundred thousand dollars would go a long way. And I know it would actually, the integrity behind it um, yeah. would go there. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you, John, uh, for being on this episode here. We're wrapping this one up at the Hype House 2020, Green Industry Woo! Hype House 2022, brought to you by Entrepreneur Academy and Hardscape Academy. Um, Thanks, guys. Thank you. Long Care Rookie, signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.